My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Bashi here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Lynn Wadsworth. She's the owner and founder of Holistic Health and Wellness, LLC. She's a board certified holistic health practitioner, and she's also the host of the Living Life Naturally podcast with Lynn Wadsworth. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. It's an honor and privilege to be here. It's an honor and privilege to be able to interview you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, your podcasts, and your takeaways. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great insight. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, my story is really one like many health coaches where I started with um, health issues. So I was a yo-yo dieter all my life and that really had an effect on my life. I began after we moved to Florida having migraines every day and started with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, a lot of inflammation, just feeling really miserable. So I decided I needed to make some changes. So I actually, because of the migraine issue, went to Tampa General Hospital. They have a great headache rehab clinic. And at the same time, I started going to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So everything that I did kind of melded together. It was all holistic. And So my whole life changed. Um, I no longer diet. I got out of the diet mentality. I live a life as naturally as possible. At that time, my cholesterol went back to normal. My blood pressure went back to normal. And my migraines are so much better. So I'm on a journey, and especially for women in midlife, because they have really no place very much to go and find the information that they need. So I'm on a journey and it's my passion to help them live in health and wellness and to increase their longevity, because I think the way that we live our lives definitely makes a difference with that. Mm -hmm. At what point did your experiences turn into a business? So I started my business about eight years ago. So it was right in the middle of me going through all these programs uh, at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. They let you start seeing clients halfway through the, the year long course. So mm-hmm. I started and I started out slowly. So it's been about eight years. And of course, at that time, I was really focusing more on migraines and weight loss, whereas I changed into this whole mid midlife scenario. Um, and I will talk to people and work with them with weight loss, with migraines, really, if they want to live a healthy life. So if I niche it down, though, I like to leave it at women in midlife who are struggling to get their confidence back, to keep that belly bloat away, to have more energy, and to discover their new meaning of life. Would you say that that is your deeper why? 
To an extent, mine was more my health because I also teach easy steps to living a, a healthy life. Um, midlife kind of passed me by or menopause did without me really giving too much consideration to what's the root cause here? What can I do? Why am I feeling like this? Because people just didn't talk about it. And that's why I like to share in that realm because people still to a degree think menopause is taboo it's really changing a lot but I think that because my mother never never talked to me in England we didn't talk about stuff like that and uh, I, I really want to give people the education so that they can thrive during menopause um, mm -hmm. I just wasn't thriving at all in menopause and it wasn't just the menopause. It was the headaches, the high blood pressure, the inflammation. Um, I actually was a mess. Mm -hmm. What was your number one, I guess, tip or strategy for overcoming that? So the biggest one is really the whole issue of eating and how you eat so once I ditched processed food and sugars it was like a, a total turnaround in my life I couldn't believe the difference that it made because we have to remember sugar isn't just eating a candy bar it's all of the processed foods we eat it's just in everything so it was having the knowledge to live that healthier life and eat a healthier lifestyle mm -hmm. all right let's uh, uh, let's cover your business a little bit what okay. is your focus going to be for 2023 2023 is definitely pushing on through with women in midlife because i kind of pulled back a little bit and started going more into simple steps to a healthy lifestyle but I think that my passion is more in the realm of helping women who are in that midlife phase, perimenopause, don't even realize they're there and things are happening in their lives. So that's what I see going forward. And, and with my podcast, that's really where I want to focus my guests in ways that they can help women who are in that type of situation. Mm hmm. And of course, my other focus is doubling my clientele. That would be awesome for me. <laughs> How do you plan on doing that? I'm a very consistent person, um, but I'm not very good at sales. So I want to get much better at the whole sales process. I actually have a lot of people that say to me, I see you everywhere. And most of my clients come through Google, which is very unusual. Um, mm -hmm. And so in some ways, I want, I want to build on that because I've got momentum there. But I also want to this year get more into LinkedIn because that's been a piece of my connection I've not been so strong with. And yet I realize many of the women that I want to reach are probably on LinkedIn. I see I see. Okay. What has been your biggest challenge so far? Well, the biggest challenge was coming out of school and they just basically told us when you get out of here, people are going to be lined up to 
buy your services and to work with you. So there was a whole marketing piece that absolutely was not there. And mm -hmm. it's been trial and error trying to try different things to see what would work and what wouldn't work. But I have to say that I'm very, very consistent in what I do. So I, I'm kind of out there, I'm seen, um, which is a huge part of the puzzle. Um, I think for a lot of people, it takes them a long time to build up their visibility. And that just seems to have organically happened for me, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, but as I said, because it was that lack of teaching with the whole marketing thing and not even telling us that we had to be our own salespeople, um, right. I, I've found that one of the biggest challenges. So what does your, I guess, marketing currently look like? I mean, first of all, I just wanted to say, I don't doubt that you, that, you know, it happens organically. And, you know, pretty, pretty well, at least. Sorry, my, my, I'm so tongue-tied this morning. Um, <laughs> I mean, holistic health is becoming a huge thing right now. More and more people are finding out that, you know, big pharma doesn't really have their best interests at heart for us. And more and more people are turning into holistic health. So, I mean, I'm sure that that's, that has been a great advantage for you. But yeah. what does your marketing currently look like besides word of mouth? So a lot of it is with my group and actually with Facebook at this point. Um, I do a lot of private messaging to people and it's so important to get them on the discovery calls. And so it's wherever I can, can go. <clears throat> and I participate in a lot of things throughout the year that, um, that give me the opportunity to offer people free discovery calls outside of where I would normally go in my own little group of people. So it's kind of the networking piece. And of course that's been missing for a while because of COVID and the lockdown and not being yeah. able to network as efficiently. So we've kind of had to find ways to work around that and find networking in other areas online. Um, I tend to be very introverted. So actually the, whole remote zoom thing really fits me better than having to go out there and shake hands with people um, absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's a nice. lot easier it's a lot easier yeah, than walking into a room full of other professionals and like okay well who do I go up to who yes. do I talk to right now <laughs> yes that can be very challenging especially for introverts yeah yeah, I'm but, sure I could see that. I mean, yeah. it's challenging for extroverts too. Although I think maybe extroverts have the ability to make small conversation. That's where I fall short is having that. I, I guess I want to deeply connect with people and at mm -hmm. networking events, that's really not what that's all about. Although right. it can be, but generally not. Um, so I, I, you know, I go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was well, just going to say, I do think, <laughs> I, 
I do think that the one-on-one Zoom calls are a lot more personal and you get to create a much deeper and stronger relationship that actually benefits you way more in the long run than making small talk with a bunch of people that may or may not be beneficial and may or may not be even worth the connection. Go ahead. Right. And sometimes it's finding those people because, you know, with Facebook, you can friend people. The next thing you know, you're bombarded with what they want to sell you, what they want to get you into. And it's very hard to to cut through all of that and find some good networking possibilities. And very often we can find them in different groups we might be in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. Where do you predict that you might get stuck or slowed down within the next 12 months? I will get slowed down because my husband and I have decided we decided last year to do more traveling. So we've got mm-hmm. a couple of vacations. And as you know, as an entrepreneur, it's very difficult if you're on vacation and you don't have a virtual assistant and you're it. Last year, we right. went on on several and I thought, no big deal. They've got internet or we bought a, an internet package and the internet was so bad. I was just so thankful I'd had one of my contacts um, do some of my day-to-day stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that really slows you down if you're out of pocket. So I know a lot of coaches will spend several months in different areas. And that's different because they've got a setup where they've got the capability to keep on as if nothing's happening. When you're on vacation, it's not that easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially depending on where you go. Yeah. Yes. How do you plan on overcoming that portion of your of your next I will probably, depending on this person that helped me before, um, if I'm still not connected to her in the same way, I will probably look for a VA that can do all of that mm-hmm. for me so I don't have to worry about it. Because what's the point of going on vacation to get away from everything if you're still having to face the same level of consistency that you would do if you were home? Right. Right. Along similar lines, if you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges that you believe you might face or changes you might need to make? I'm sure that there are other things beyond travel and the internet issue. Yeah. So, so yeah, the challenge would be in how I would, um, how my week would look and how my days would look, because Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, I do not want to have to see clients every day. And then I have my podcast. So it's going to be a whole time management differential um, that I'm going to have to work around and figure out. Mm -hmm. So imagine it's the end of the year. Where, what is your vision for your business? Where would you like it to be by December of 2023? By December of 2023, I would love to have a full practice that allows me the freedom that I want, but also with connections with people where I can really get down deep into their lives and help them. And I know I say that a lot, but part of 
being in business is usually okay you want to lose weight let me help you but I like to get beyond that into like the root cause of where it's going so finding clients to meet that is often very challenging they just come they may want weight loss they don't want to go any further than just help me to lose a few pounds so I want to practice that's filled with people that really light me up so that it's not just a great source of revenue but it it fills my heart and soul with joy absolutely and it's great that you do that because you know you can heal the symptom but are you are you healing the sickness so right. I it's, it's, yeah uh, it's that, a great it's a great strategy uh, it, yeah and with our western medicine culture it's not about finding root causes to symptoms it's just about mm-hmm. handing you out a pill and that never is the optimal outcome for people absolutely they hand you the pill and then the symptom comes back not too long after right so it never truly heals what's going on with you it just it gives you a temporary relief most of the time most of the time what did you what did you struggle with the most last year and how do you plan on overcoming it for this year Last year, I think I was a little bit wishy-washy on which way I wanted to go. So mm-hmm. I'd got people in my ear telling me, you, you need to do this steps to a healthier lifestyle because everybody needs to be healthy, which I totally agree they do. But it became a struggle for me because deep down there was still that passion for for talking to women in midlife. So it took me a while to kind of combine the two because even if I'm talking to women in midlife, I'm still using those simple steps and simple strategies to help them in their life overcome the symptoms that they might be experiencing, which kind of vary from woman to woman. Mm-hmm. And then it's also about education because so much changes all the time. You really need to keep on top of it. And although as a health coach, I can't diagnose, I can't tell people I can heal them. I can point them in the right direction and I can give them some great tools and resources to help them live that healthier life and better life, happier life. And isn't life all about giving to others, but also having that joy-filled life ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you would say that you're, I guess you're more aligned with what you truly wanted in the first place versus what you were doing before. Not that what you were doing before was bad or wrong, but I think it's important as entrepreneurs that we focus on businesses that light us up because when it lights us up, we help light up other people as well. Right. And, you know, another tip I'd give people is if you have a coach yourself or a mentor, don't let them dissuade you from the pathway that you feel that you need to be on. You know, stand firm in where you believe you should be going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you see that as posing as a problem for this year? Or do you think that now you're pretty solid in where you're at and where you would like no, to be? I'm, at? I'm you're not going to sway anymore. Yeah. No, I'm solid. <laughs> Good. Good. That's great. 
let's cover your podcast a little bit. What do you, what kinds of things do you talk about on there? So I really talk about a lot because I get a lot of requests from people. So I've had people on who are in the skincare industry, which of course, as we age is very important. And I always, with my guests, will tell them, this is who I'm talking to. So you need to kind of change what you're going to talk about so that it fits my niche. Um, Mm -hmm. I cover fitness with people, different aspects of health and wellness, um, obviously living a healthy lifestyle. And then I do have people on who will get deeper into menopausal issues. I, I do interview both men and women. I obviously prefer to interview women because I think they relate better to to women as a whole. But sometimes some men have some great topics to talk about that um, touch us at all levels of our life. So, I, you know, my my whole goal in this is to have a broad aspect for people, different things. You know, I have some coaches on there that are life coaches and will give people strategies if they are entrepreneurs. But that's not where my focuses so mostly I want to talk to people in the health and wellness industry that are going to give people that longevity because let's face it when we hit menopause years ago maybe when my mom did the life expectancy was 65 to 70 well now our life expectancy has gone up exponentially so when you get to midlife you're only really halfway through your life So you need to learn how to deal with that latter portion of your life so that you can live it to the fullest and not bedridden or couch ridden, um, but continue building on that health and wellness throughout your whole life. Absolutely. What would you say was the the best because you you mentioned that you also interview men so I'm a little bit interested in that portion as well what was the best topic that a man that you interviewed brought or discussed on your show yeah I think gosh there have been so many I've been doing this for several years now so I can't remember all of them but the one that always stands out is the man who worked in skincare and he has a, a YouTube channel and he's continually giving you updates on how you can have a healthier skin and he's into um he he worked with stars with film stars movie people and has brought that knowledge into an individual um setting and so I think that was that was one of the best because it was let's face it that's what all of us as women want we want to look great without the Botox and without the Mm -hmm. other stuff and to do it naturally and to have that health radiating from us and and taking care of your skin is part of that so this was not a real long episode but it had some good content absolutely super cool super cool it's cool like you got to work with movie stars and stuff like that so I'm sure he has a lot of good perspectives on it as well what would you say has been or have been some of the biggest pain points around growing your podcast? I actually, because I've had um, people there kind of walking through the process with me, um, I've had, 
I've, I've never been short. I think I've only done three solo podcasts right at the very beginning. And once a year, a podcast um, community I'm in usually highlight my podcast. And that happened last year. And I was inundated with podcast requests. So much mm-hmm. so I was like three months behind in publishing out. So oh, wow. it wasn't really like starting. It's me having to temper the way I'm doing it and cut back on how many interviews I do um, so that people are not waiting and I'm not overlooking people that have interviewed with me and maybe Mm -hmm. and I had that happen recently I I was cleaning out my folders and I found somebody I'd failed to publish out her podcast and I I felt just so so bad I mean I've published it out now but um they laid dollar short. Um, so my big challenge has been not overdoing it because there became a point where I had to publish out twice a week, which was not my intent for my podcast. It, it's a weekly podcast and I mm-hmm. wanted to stick to that. So it's it's been a learning curve. It's been like two and a half years, but I had a really good basic teaching class with somebody in one of the groups I'm in that has a very successful podcast herself she's done probably 450 episodes and has some big names on there so she actually taught us how to start a podcast and not only was it a group session but if when you were starting out you were stuck she was always right there to help us so just even from that group I got my first guests for my show and then went from there so Mm -hmm. really mine's been a different kind of thing a lot of people give up because they find it very difficult and I tell you the other thing is they find it to be a little expensive and there is nothing wrong when you're starting out with going on somewhere like Fiverr and finding somebody who will do a good job for you with editing Um, I found someone that did it for five dollars for me did an excellent job Mm. great turnaround so you know it doesn't doesn't have to be a big expense which it it can be for some people if they try to go into this whole podcast production start small start where you're at and still you until you start growing your your audience and moving along with it Mm mm-hmm on the flip side, what is your favorite thing about podcasting? Well, actually, I started singing when I was age five, um, went on to do competitions, went on to do semi-professional singing. So I've always been very comfortable on a stage, which is very strange for an introvert. <laughs> I, I was going to say. Went, yeah. And I think because always when I was singing, I was focusing on one or two people in the group. So I really loved this kind of platform of podcasting. So I did some radio, I did some TV in between, and I just really liked doing stuff like that. So my my coach will say to me, you make doing lives on Facebook look so easy. And I said, it's because I love doing it. So I love podcasting. I just really enjoy it. And I I think if to you it's a drudgery, then you've got to ask yourself, is this really something I want to do? So just with my 
past experiences, um, it's really helped me to be able to podcast. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it's, you have that, that I'm not, I don't want to say bravery, but bravery to go out there and talk. And I think a lot of people freeze up when they have a microphone in front of them or when they're on camera and you already have all of that experience, which makes it so much easier to move forward and be consistent with it. You don't have that Uh, fear. That's like, Oh, like, what are people going to think? You know, but you may not have that fear, but the thing is, and I remember my dad telling me this years ago because I would go up on the stage and sing so full of nerves. And it's really a funny thing. You're so nervous. You're going through it. You're scared. You're going to forget your words. You're scared that something's going to happen and then it's done. And then the adrenaline hits. So I think that I also learned with podcasting, if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. It can be edited out if you want it edited out. Um, But you really want to have fun when you do it. I I really like to have fun people on my podcast. Not always is that the case, but it's so much easier to podcast with somebody when they're going to have some fun and entertain a little. Absolutely. 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 All right, Lynn, we've reached the end of our episode. Okay. Um, If you had to give one piece of advice to our listeners in one sentence, what would it be? So would it be on the, on the level of podcasting or business? Let's go with, let's go with business. Okay. So I would say, get yourself, first of all, a good mentor that can help you through some of the little pieces that you don't know about so that you don't fall into the pitfalls that I fell into. Mm-hmm. That is crucial. That is crucial. Having somebody to talk to, having somebody to keep you accountable, yes. to help you with all of those little things. I mean, I remember when I started my first business, I operated for a year with no seller's permit and found out that I was supposed to be filing <laughs> quarterly instead of <laughs> annually. <laughs> um, yeah, so mentors, mentors are crucial. All right, Lynn, if anybody's looking to find you, get in contact with you, find out about your services, what is the best way for them to find you? Yeah, the best place is going to my website. It's uh, holistic-healthandwellness, all spelled out, dot com. All right. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition 
without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.